Welcome, welcome back to Nortex Radio, episode 41. A um, couple weeks off, so we got a little bit to talk about. We're fucking less than two weeks from NFL kickoff, wrapping up baseball. Uh, got some topics. We're going to jump into football because we're, we're, we're knocking on the door. Um, we're going to go straight into it, roster issues. What position do we want to start with? Because we got a lot of fucking issues. Uh, quarterback? Yeah, there I think that's, one of them? That's, that's the obvious right now. We're, we, uh, I mean, we saw how bad it was when Dak went down a couple years ago. So, yeah, let's start there. We made cuts today to the 53-man roster. We have Dak. What, what is our plan to go from here? I mean, because obviously we're going to have to pick someone up. We're going to have to do something. You can't just roll into the season with one quarterback. What's our game plan? Because we had Cooper Rush. We had Will Greer. Gucci Danucci. We know he was kind of last man on the totem pole. But what's our game plan? Nobody's nobody's there other than Dak. I think Danucci's gone, gone. I don't think he's coming back. Um, they got Greer and uh, – and Cooper Rush. Now, Cooper Rush, he's a vested veteran, which means he doesn't go on waivers. He just becomes a free agent once he gets waived because um, he's been in the league long enough. So I, I'm, I'm, I think they made a sweetheart deal and said, hey, look, Coop, like, because like, they have to get the numbers down so they can start putting people on the uh, on the injured list, right? So they got to put people on the IR. They got to put people on the pup list. And they have to do that after the 53-man roster so they're not restricted at practice. So they can come back before week five. So I think I, I think they made a sweetheart deal with Cooper Rush, and I think their fingers crossed that Will Greer doesn't get picked up on waivers. I, I mean, I, I get it, but what still blows my mind on that is you got 53 guys, and I know every single spot is valuable when it comes to a NFL team. 53 guys, that's a whole lot to cut down to on an NFL team. But it feels like with how well Will Greer's performed and the potential he showed, that is a solid, solid backup to have. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not rolling into the year with Cooper Rush and Gucci Danucci. Like, Will Greer looked like a guy where – if something, knock on wood, happened to Dak and he's out four weeks, we could roll Greer out there and compete. Where Rush, granted he won against Minnesota last year's one game, but you go multiple weeks with Rush, we're going to be panicking like motherfuckers. With Greer, maybe not a whole season, but you give him a four-week window where, I don't know, something small happens, we're not completely panicking. So, is there not one guy that you could sacrifice for? Kellen Moore, emergency backup quarterback. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's his whole game plan. Doesn't even have to relay plays to himself. Just take <laughs> right off the dome. Just I don't know, man. That's I'm, I'm like it's like you said. Like we could we could make Cooper Rush like a you know, another Chase Daniel and say, hey, just, I mean, like, we're going to make you rich to just be here. Like, you're going to, like, you're just here in case something happens. But also, like, I mean, 
pretty impressed with Will Greer's preseason. Like, right. It, it hasn't been anything not to talk about. So, uh, back back to the Jones family shenanigans. And the one thing that makes me nervous about Greer is he played the Panthers. Was that last year? I think he was at the Panthers last year. Pretty sure. The Panthers had have two of their three quarterbacks. I guess they say a PJ Tucker, but like they got, you know, they had two of their, their main two backups, you know, Matt Crowell, their future, and then Sam Darnold, who had, you know, was in a position battle with Baker Mayfield. Both those guys are out right now, you know. So if I'm Matt Rule in Carolina, I'm thinking, hey, which guy was here recently that kind of knows what's going on that looked good in the preseason? Uh, so I think I think it's a pretty big gamble to let Weir, Will Greer hit the waiver wire, but I mean they, I mean you'd have to assume they know something we don't. I don't know what that is, but you have to hope that that they do. But I, I'm sure they made a sweetheart deal with Cooper Rush. So, hey man, hang out. We'll we'll give you we'll give you a check. It's fine. I like, don't go sign somewhere else because he's going essentially he's a free agent. Until they start putting people on the injury reserve list. So. Can you say we trust what the fucking Cowboys are doing right now, though? No. Jesus Christ. No. If I was Cooper Rush, I'd probably say the same thing, too. If they were like, hey, man, like, you know, wait, I'm, we're, we're the soldier going to war. Wait on us. Wait on us to come home. If I was Cooper Rush, I'd be like, fuck that. Yeah. Nobody knows what they're – Jerry – we don't even know if Jerry Jones is of the right mind. Sure. <laughs> Jerry probably doesn't even know fucking Cooper's name. Yeah. He probably just calls him son. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking 30 of the 53 man roster is son. Yeah. Just son. Yeah. Jesus. Man, old Frambar is just. He doesn't even know Brian Anger, our fucking. Pro Bowl punter's name. He's a Pro Bowler, and he's like, "Hey, son." He's. I think he's the only special teams player we catch. Got rid of the kicker. Got rid of the long snapper. Yep. I mean, again, like those guys. I mean, those guys are coming back. I'm sure, but yeah, somebody's got to. I don't know. I mean, we we were so bad in the kicking game last year. I don't know how you risk letting a any kicker go. <laughs> like, we even brought back. Brett, maybe Maher for a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's who they cut. I, mean, I don't know if they're going to bring him back again, but maybe they're going to look around the league and try to grab someone off waivers. I don't know. I guess we're completely gone off the kid from Tech, Texas Tech. Oh, I'm probably, yeah. yeah. I think he's gone, gone. If, if yeah, if, if at this point, you got to be, but yeah. Oh, we say that. We'll probably see him week eight. No <laughs> shit. Who we're kidding. Like, <laughs> He'll be, at the, he'll be at the open trial with the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, when they yep. post it, we're going. <laughs> going. We got just as good of a shot. Fuck it. Mo moving on to running back. RB3. Obviously, we know Zeke. Obviously, we know Tony, Tony Pollard. Why the fuck is Malik Davis the one way? Why? The dude played his ass off. I know. See, see previous question. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean. It's but the it's same like double better, I think. I don't fucking get it. Like, we'll, we're going to go through D 
damn near every position and say the same fucking thing. Yeah. Yep. I got eight receivers, 11 defensive backs, 11 defensive linemen, which honestly, like, I don't know. I mean, as, as, as much as we struggled with depth, especially on the defense around the ball last year, and we know we have so many injuries there already, like a lot of those guys, I mean, they, there's not really – we can't risk them getting picked up by anybody else because you're going to be too shallow to get in that position. So I kind of understand keeping them heavy there, but I don't know. I mean, we kept a lot of linemen, but we also have a lot of injuries at line, you know, so – like we're showing nine linemen now, but we'll only have probably what seven drafts for the first day, six if we're yeah. lucky. I mean, that doesn't give us a lot of wiggle room. No, that's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Moving on to O line. I mean, we have done nothing to prepare ourselves for this season. Like it's fucking mind boggling. We didn't prepare for this shit at all, and all Jerry says is we're going to look inside. Like, we got some guys. We're going to look inside at what we got first. But we, we're we not fucking looking inside because there's nothing inside. And we and still don't about, go look outside. And we talked about it months ago. It's like this roster didn't get better. Nope. And, like, and I, don't, when, I, don't how we're, I don't know what we're expecting. The roster did not get better. And arguably, it got worse. It did. So we're going from first round exit in the playoffs to maybe making the playoffs. We're yeah. calling a step in the right direction. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Are we tanking just so we can get McCarthy out of there? Maybe. But which I'm not the biggest fan of McCarthy, but it we're, we're less than two weeks away from week one, and I already feel bad for the fucking guy. I yeah. do. Like, That's fair. He is. <laughs> He's getting put out to fucking drive right now. That's where fair. at the end of this season, everybody's going to point the finger at him. And it's like, Dak had fucking nobody to protect his ass. Um, and now no one this, to throw to you. And no one to throw to. This is another fucking hot take. Granted, Zeke hasn't been who Zeke was supposed to be when, once he got his contract. But this year, Zeke's about to catch a lot of fucking shit because Zeke is one of the best pass-protecting running backs in the league. And I say it year in, year out. That dude is one of the best guys. When he stays back to protect Dak, he squares up with anybody and gives Dak more time. He's one of the best at doing it at the running back position. With how fucking thin our offensive line is, Zeke is going to get beat the hell up trying to save Dak's ass. So, fantasy take, you better be hesitant on Zeke because he's going to be beat up by week six. But a lot of people are going to point the finger at him. Oh, we're wasting all this fucking money on him. Oh, we're wasting all this fucking money on him. Yeah, he might not have performed like he had him, which he was hurt last year. But he's going to get beat up like a son of a bitch this year because people are going to get through our line. And, I mean, let alone he's one of the best pass-blocking running backs there is. But he, Dax is his fucking brother. That dude loves him. He's going to do everything he can to keep him safe. That dude's going to take a bruising. Also, another fancy take. TP is good to be good later on. <laughs> but it's going to be bad. And there's going to be a lot of shit on Dak and McCarthy. And it's not going to be either one of their faults. I say that until we fucking hold timeouts for the next game. I do love that. One day that'll be a rule, though. So It will be. When that happens. 
Hey, did we get those ones from 2021 and 2022? Yep. Yep. Mike McCarthy will have 30 in the fucking bank. (laughs) Oh, God, it's going to be fucking rough. I mean, am I over-exaggerating? Are we over-exaggerating? I mean, no. Do we – so we have we got to have a little shot, right? We got a little bit of talent, but and because the East is weak, but I mean, if we even fucking do make it, which the Eagles have, the Eagles have made moves. Yeah, Eagles made moves. So I mean, are they actually going to come in and fuck with this? Like the O line scares me the most, but it's just, do we? We got to have a slight chance of winning the division, but I feel like we're going to get our ass to spank round one. If yeah, we even if, win it. If we make the playoffs, yes. Do I 100% think it'll be another early exit? And football is very different than these other sports where the trade deadline is not is not used the same way every other sport is, right? right. So, like, you know, if, if we were in this position, like, you know, like we talked about last year, um, you know, like when the Stars were like, okay, we're close to 500, do we have a playoff chance? Okay, do we, you know, buy or sell? Same thing we're talking about the Rangers this year. Hey, we're close to 500, do we buy or sell? It doesn't really work that way in the NFL. Like, that trade deadline, I mean, you're getting veterans that, you know, people don't want to pay anymore, that, you know, that they, you know, to make room for more start, you know, more starts and more snaps for younger players. I don't like it's not like we can just, you know, wait around till the trade deadline and go grab a, a veteran, you know, that is going to, you know, turn anything around. Right. Like, we're just, it, it, the NFL's season is just not built that way. Like, so much of it is based off of who can stay the healthiest and who's got the most depth. And to me, that is our two biggest weaknesses. <laughs> so when I'm looking at a 53 man roster with one quarterback, no long snappers, like, it makes me nervous. Makes me real nervous. Along with the fucking schedule we got. I mean, obviously our division's weak, but we got yeah. Tampa, Cincy, Cincy, the Rams. Yeah. We have to win every divisional game. Oh yeah, we have to. Like we just we have to win every divisional game. And that's a lot harder to, to do than say. But, like, those are the easiest games we have, our, our divisional games, which is nuts to think about. I am highly nervous about this season. Highly nervous. Um, do we have anything else on the boys for now? We'll have to wait and see who they re-sign. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's going to be stressful. Trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, no shit. Um, moving on to the Mavs. Got a little bit. Got the uh, schedule release. Um, obviously, not, it's not as big as the rest, but schedule releases are always cool. Get you excited for the season. Uh, main ones I got highlighted. Uh, starting the season, October 19th, first game of the year, right out of the gate at Phoenix. 
which is fucking beautiful. Love that. Um, you had the fucking Mavs Phoenix first round last or second round last year. Um, Booker and the boys got cocky out of the gate. Uh, Luca came back, said, hey, you're going to stop that shit. And game seven at your own, own place, you're fucking done first quarter. <laughs> Down by like fucking 35. That's going to be fucking beautiful. Honestly, I wish it was in Dallas because that place would be even more rowdy. I mean, I get it. Phoenix is going to be fucking pissed. But it, I would love for it to be in Dallas to talk that shit. Um, my other game, I got two other ones. Uh, first game. Against the Knicks, Jalen Brunson and the boys, December 3rd. Um, and then the Knicks come to Dallas the 27th December. That's going to be fun, especially back home. I don't really know the reaction he's going to get. Um, more so because the whole tampering investigation. Tampering, yeah. It's still going on. I mean, it, it's fucking obvious that yeah. it happened. But – just because it hasn't came out, I don't know how Dallas fans are actually going to treat him. It might be a mixture. Um, granted, the tampering shit, you know what? I get it. You want an advantage, but also at the same time, that's my fucking team. So I'll boo the shit out of you. <laughs> you fucking did wrong. So fuck it. I'll boo you. Yeah. Um, and then Christmas Day got the Lakers at home. Um, I mean, I don't see the specialty on it other than, I mean, it's LeBron. And the Lakers, but that's the other big one I had. That's the three I got on my schedule at least that stood out to me. Yeah, I think I mean the Christmas game, like you said, it just gives you the LeBron factor. You got the Luca LeBron factor, but I mean other than that, I, I still don't think that the Lakers are going to trend towards being contenders, and I think we're going to trend towards you know, being top three in the Western Conference. So right. um, I think aside from the LeBron factor, like we don't we don't get a whole lot out of that. Um, but I'm obviously stoked for the Phoenix series. Like that's that's what we, we that's what most of basketball love the most about. I mean, even non Mavericks fans are like still trolling that halftime score from game oh, seven. Yeah. Like so that, yeah, you're that, supposed to be the next Toby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think aside from all of the, uh, like, the Jason Tatum, like, bullshit texting Kobe stuff, like. <laughs> yeah, that's, Jesus. That's the most clowned about playoff talk from last season was the, the Devin Booker, the Suns, just. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking forward to probably like a 930 tip. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I try to bring it up, but I don't have it. The only time I got is Christmas Day <laughs> on my notes, which they gave us that one. They gave a they gave us Christmas Day at 1.30 after everybody gets fucking full and passed falls asleep. Out. <laughs> yeah, falls asleep. <laughs> that Christmas Day nap. Mm -hmm. You. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's about all we got for the Mavs schedule release. Um, with, yeah, we just got to hope that Lucas stays healthy from the Euro Cup. Yep. A little ankle tweak against little Germany. Right. Ankle, ankle shit, foot shit. Yeah. We'll be all right. We still got time. 
Hey, no need to rush. We're still two months out from tip off. Yeah. But oh, we say that and look at the thunder. True. And old old, old Chet is over there screwing around and they're out for the year. Yeah. They're, just put, they're just pushing the rebuild back another year. That's that's the yeah. range logic. Yep. Year just... seven. <laughs> Remember when they used to have like three MVPs all on the same team? That was really cool. I love that. <laughs> Made it to the finals. Yeah. <laughs> Lars, we're gonna move on. What's going on with our boys and stars? What the hell is this otter and fucking robo shit? Still no deals, man. Still no deals. And uh, the old the old owner was on a podcast. Was it yesterday? The day before? Talking about how you know these these young stars you know looking to get paid after they have a good season, and uh, was kind of kind of poo pooing it a little bit. And uh, yeah. I don't really know what that means. That's exactly what they're trying to do. <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, you know, he's talking about, you know, oh, yeah, these, these guys have, you know, like they're coming off the rookie deal. They end up you know, having a great season right before their time for their extension. And they want to, they, you know, they want to get paid $7 million a year. It's like, yeah, because they're great. Um, but he seems to be kind of hesitant on that. And then I think um, last I heard about like Otter, but Otter is that, they, you know, that the last, contract they kind of offered him he pretty much laughed at it and said no dice yeah so, yeah there's uh, some rumors they might pull a Klingberg and you know, fire his agent to get something done <laughs> but, I mean at, like, at this point it seems like a fucking organization deal it has to right I mean like, that's that's not a coincidence that they do that with Klingberg and then they're now pro- I mean it's completely believable. Like they're probably doing the same thing with both of them. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess they become RFAs. If they don't get anything. Which somebody will have no problem picking that up. No. Oh no. Either I mean, one of them. Like, yeah. I, I didn't even really explore like what would happen if they didn't sign because I thought surely they're yeah. signed. It's like, a no-brainer. I that two months ago. Yep. I mean, this is the future of your. I mean, this is the future of your franchise. Like you have young stars. And especially when you keep looking down farther in the depths. I mean, we have a lot of great young talent in this organization. And my thing is that you're going to have, like, if my fear is that, you know, these young guys are looking up and they're like, I'm not going to try to fight this battle when I get to that position. Yeah, right. Trade me now. Yeah, I'm in the OHL, whatever. Like, I don't care. Give me an organization that's going to pay whenever I come up there and, 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 and put up 60 points in the season. Yep. Yeah, I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to beg for a paycheck. And if that's what I'm about to do in the Dallas organization is beg for a paycheck, then I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to do it now, but I'm not tied as heavily to these guys. You know? Yes, same. I mean, I agree with you. Like, if I'm a Maverick Bork or a Logan Stankovic or somebody like that, I'm like, why do why do I want to have a career year here? Like yeah. They're they're. This is like this, like it's a it's a loose comparison, but like. This is like the Rangers refusing to have a pride night. It's like on the same fucking sentiment as the stars refusing to sign players. Like this is this is going to be the pitfall. Like the Rangers are the only team in Major League Baseball that won't acknowledge the whatever LGBTQT community, whatever. And now the stars are going to be like the only team in the NHL that has, uh, you know, one of the top top five goalies. And fucking, you know, probably top 20 at least overall players. And they're just like, 
No, nah, we uh, we we're just wanting to get them both back for seven hundred fifty k. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right, cool. How'd that work for you? Uh, I, I don't know, and that's like I'd love to know what numbers they're at. You yeah. Know, like I mean, and usually the you know usually that leak leaks by now. You know, I yeah. was, I'm surprised we haven't really heard any of those numbers, and especially that story coming out that I read that were you know that you know the Ottinger contract was almost insulting. I'm like. If, if, if I'm Jake, I'm telling people what that number is they offered me. Yep. I mean, like, yeah, like, let you know, it why, out. It's, it's going to benefit you. Yeah. But hey, uh, they offered me 2.5 for five. Yeah. This is why I don't, this is why I don't have a contract done. Yeah. You know, like, especially, I mean, like, the thing that scares me the most is he goes to Vegas with Robin Leonard out for the whole year now. Like, Robin Leonard's already done. Like, Vegas doesn't give a fuck. They don't. Especially if you let something like that leak. Like, if you're like, like you said, 2.5 for five, Vegas is like, fuck, okay, you know, how about four for five? Mm-hmm. How about four for four? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We'll do four for four and then make it, make it worth your while. Yeah. You know? And we've talked about stars Twitter before. Like, how wild and passionate they are. If that shit leaked, and especially if it is on the lesser side, Star's Twitter is going to blow up and be screaming at the front office, fucking pay this man. And yeah. social media can influence some things. You get them fired up enough, and that fan base, especially even on fucking Twitter, yeah, will get pissed off enough and start pushing buttons like, hey, pay the fucking man. We all pay attention. We need him. So fucking get it done. So it blows my mind that yeah, it has not been leaked by anybody. Yeah, it's wild. I, I just I don't know. And how long? How much longer can this go? Do we do this in the training camp? We start. I mean, you don't, you don't really hear about a lot of hockey holdouts, you know, like you do in the other sports. But I mean, is that mm-hmm. a thing? Like, is can that happen? Like, are, are is, this, is this the level that they're going to be at? I mean. How much? Know. How much is Jake and, and Jason like talking right now? Like together, like just oh, separate. They have to be. Yeah, I would and, think so. I mean, I I don't think that this is a reason that excludes them, but like even the fact that they're like they're two of the like only American young players on our team. Like if you follow any social media, like all the Finns are back in Europe. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, they, they probably all still communicate regularly, but I would imagine out of our, like the young team that we have, those, those two, just me kind of thinking, I know what I know about people. Like that's who I would naturally gravitate to, you know, I'm not going to be blowing up, you know, Essa Lindell's phone or Rope's phone or no. Miro while they're back in the country. In, yeah. Hit them up on the WhatsApp? No, thanks. Like, I'm yeah. going to text my buddy to go get to get dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah. And, and they just happen to both be in the same situation. So, like, why why would you guys not? And, and if I were them, I'd be talking to each other, like, what are they offering you? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, because my thing is, like, there is a reason why every company in America tells their employees, don't tell each other what you make. Because if everyone found out what everyone else made – There'd oh. be a problem. Oh, <laughs> you know dude, what I mean? like, that's, <laughs> there's there's somebody that's yeah. a favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite thing in the hospital. It's like oh. when when everyone doing the same job. There's 20 of us every night at work, and it's 20 different numbers, and Absolutely. everybody's just like awkwardly staring at each other, and they're like, yeah. 
What? I, yeah. So, so talking there. That's why they don't want you talking. There's favorites. There's not favorites. Who's the favorite? Or who is y'all's favorite? Who, who, if push comes to fucking shove and we keep one, who's the one? I'm going to say it's 60-40, but I'd go Ottinger. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. And just, just because, I mean, looking at that playoff series in Calgary, like if we were missing one of the two, I mean, I like if we're if we're missing Ottinger in that series as opposed it to missing Robo in that series, it doesn't go seven. Right. It may not even go five. Right. And that's not a that's not a knock on Robertson, but it's just there are limited there are limited things you can do when you're playing yep. sixty seconds at a time. And I'm talking about if do I want a guy that's on the ice for sixty minutes or you know or twenty. Right. Or, you know, like how many shifts do I want out? Like, you know, we're talking about, you know, a third or a, four, a quarter, a third of the game. You know, we get power play minutes and stuff too. But like, Hunter doesn't come off the ice. He's a goalie. I mean, he's not special, but goalies don't come off the ice. So you're talking about that consistency. And to me, I mean, both of their improvement through this year or through the last, through last year, I think we're still pretty close to the same trajectory. And, um, and I would still like to see. Robo under not a bones system, so there's always that asterisk too. You know, like right, what's it going to look like with DeBoer? But I mean, I, I got to think you throw the money on the, on the goalie. But the problem is, look at, I mean, look at the history of the franchise. Throwing money at goalies has not worked out in the last five years. Yeah. It's actually put us in a lot of the binds that we're in now. Like we're still when we still have Kudobin's contract. You know, like we saw Brent Holtby's contract that these guys aren't even going to see the ice this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not even the backup. You know, we signed Wedge for like what two million, I think. Like Wedge is be backing us, backing up on if he you know gets his deal. But like we have a lot of money sunk in goalies that are not playing for the stars. So, I mean, I, I thought there may be some organization hesitancy there, but. You know, especially because they've just seen so many injuries at the goalie position and then watch it just tank a season that, you know, they don't want to tie up money and resources. But, I mean, but we also were spending money on old goalies. We're spending money on young stars. Right. Yeah, that's where the difference is, is is these are old goalies. We're otters not. And, I mean, you really want to go win. You want to lift that fucking cup. You're gonna need somebody pretty solid in the net. Yeah. You're gonna need you're gonna need that Calgary performance. Yes. In yeah. the finals. You're gonna need 60 saves. Yeah. 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 I mean, and until we see something different, like we also have to go off of this team being the same team that had the like terrible offensive production last year. Like, that was one of the number one complaints. Like, anytime you talk about the Dallas Stars, you're like, oh, chip and chase, chip and chase, chip and chase. Uh, you know, we're, we're not even getting shots on goal in the power play, blah, blah, blah. It's so, like, we're not going to win a shootout. Like, no. in, including a shootout. But, like, we're not even going to rent a theoretical shootout. Like, we're not going to have more shots on goal, anything. So, we absolutely, like, we're going to have to win the game in the net. We're not, we're not the Panthers losing 5-4. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we're not yeah. doing that. 
So we're two one games, one yep. nothing games. Like, and if that's and the more is still a defensive like defensive minded coach. You know, like I said, I think it's gonna be better than the chip and chase. I think it's gonna be better than bones of systems. And but I don't know. I just the other thing though is that you know the like Robo may get you more may have more marketing appeal. I mean, y'all you have that too, right? I mean, goals sell tickets. They get yeah. you on TV. They get you talked about. He's one of three Asian Americans even playing in the NHL. Like, that has to mean something. Um, so, like, I mean, I think he brings stuff to the table from a marketing perspective that may be more valuable as far as, like, selling, you know, name, image, likeness type of stuff to, you know, to sponsors or to, you know, news rights or, you know, media rights, that kind of stuff. So maybe he is more valuable as far as the so overall package, but but you also have Pat and Jamie Ben, who's like you know just like a hometown hero kind of feel to him, you know, like he's yeah, like yeah. the city's captain. So and we got a sweetheart deal with Pavelski last year, signed the extension for five million. He could have went somewhere in, on the open market and gotten more than that, and he is not showing his age. At all, so I don't know. They have to figure something out. We're not doing anything in free agency. We're not. We're not signing the players we have. Like, so I think we still have cap space for this year. Eleven million, I think, still in cap left. Give them both. Give them both five and a half, and call it a day. Give them yeah. both five for five. Yeah. Is there something fucking wrong with front offices in Dallas? Yeah, they're I mean, all the same country club talking about. Yeah, it. they're all fucking. Yeah, in cahoots, fucking. Yeah. That's got to be it. Like, nope. that's the fucking main topic. I mean, we've been doing this almost a year now, and it's fucking every week. It feels like one of the teams. We're talking about the front office just putting the fucking blinders on. Back, yeah, yeah, we're doing what? Yeah, sure. We're we're trying. No, you're fucking not. Every fucking week. And then now, like, we're sitting here right now with the Stars and the Cowboys, and it's just mind-blowing. Like, what the fuck are we doing? And then, I mean, we can move on now with the Rangers, which, I don't know, maybe maybe tides are turning there. We're firing, guys. We're fucking – this. we're in a legit new era of Ranger baseball now. Um, there is no ties to – a decade ago, the World Series runs nothing. We are. Yep. This is the actual new page, new era of Ranger baseball. That with John Daniel still there, you still had those ties. This is a whole new fucking face, new ballpark, new fucking everything. So, I mean, maybe, and I'm not the biggest fan of Ray Davis, but maybe now we're going in the right direction. Flip the fucking page. We're starting from scratch. Not so much from scratch. I mean, there's obviously you got people in the farm system, shit like that. But this is a new era of Ranger baseball. And now it's a new era of fucking competing where next year we're going to have a new manager. We already got a new GM with, or I guess president of baseball operations. Chris Young took over both roles. Uh, it's a new era. Uh, 
I'm excited, but at the same time, very fucking nervous. And I think a lot of it is, I think JD got a lot of shit. I'm a JD guy. A lot of people fucking crucify me for that. JD had more balls than I think people really thought. Um, my opinion is JD got the whole, here's fucking $20 million. Give me a $200 million team from Ray and the other owners, the ownership group, where JD, I think JD did a good job. But aside from that, I don't know if Chris has the balls to just fucking drop them on the table. But what may make me eat my words is fucking the Kumar Rocker pick. Was that a Chris pick or was that a JD pick? If that's a Chris pick, hey, he's ready to fucking go. He's ready to win now, and we're not wasting no time with the rebuild. Like, we're going balls to the wall. Let's fucking go. Also, who do we bring in as manager? Because I think that's going to be a big, big fucking factor. But it's a new era. I'm excited about it, but at the same time, I'm nervous about it because I don't know – I don't know what direction we're really heading in. I mean, we're we're making increases towards winning, but JD would lay out a path where I haven't really heard Chris so much say this is this is our game plan. This is what we're looking to do. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, JD had a lot of uh, foresight, and so I don't I don't know if we've had enough time to see that from Chris yet, but. Um, yeah, I like what you said about, they said, Hey, here's your budget, make it 10 times better than what we've given you. And that uh, was just, I mean, so all you can do with, with what you have at that point. And that might they be, went out we, and, they went out and spent money last year though. That's true. That's, that's the thing is they went out and dropped more cash in the off season last year. We have the last two decades. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be curious to see what what manager comes in. I don't know how, I don't know how big of a deal. I think it's one of the least uh, important coaching positions in all major sports. But you're literally just deciding the order of nine players. It doesn't really do much for me. But uh, I, I think you have a lot more value in baseball operations. People more front office people managing salaries, caps, and, and farm, farm systems and picks and that kind of stuff than you do for the, the actual manager. But we got to bring somebody in that these guys respect. I think that's the biggest thing. And try to get on board, get a vision and get on board. You Because know, right. I think you're right. This is a brand-new page of Ranger Baseball, and it's got to have – it has to be a culture with that. And, and, and that makes me wonder why board. there's a bunch of the moves is because they are trying to create a culture. Um and one thing, before I go another way, Ray came out and said that he already was planning on firing J.D. when they fired Woodward, before they fired Woodward. Made J.D. go out there and fucking do it, and then two days later fires him. Like, that's kind of shitty, in my opinion, on Ray Davis' part. Like, you made this guy go be the fucking bad guy. You already know probably 70% of his fucking fan base hates him. So you're just like, hey, go fire our manager, and then, uh, you know what, two days, fuck you, hit throw two. Like, that's kind of shitty. But talking about going to dropping all this cash last year, we did. 
We also had more money to spend that was on the books, which is also what Chris and JD said. We're not going to put all our eggs in one basket if it's not the right moves. So we still had more money to spend last year, which in turn we had more money to spend this year. Uh, a lot of people act like we've had all this money all this time, and we have not. People bitch at JD about fucking, why aren't we going and signing this guy? Why aren't we going and signing this guy? Why aren't we going and signing this guy? People don't understand, and I don't have the exact numbers. Chu was on the books through 2019. His contract was big. Prince Fielder, who got hurt and had to medically fucking retire in 2016, 16. was on the books through 2020. Granted, insurance covered part of that because there's all that loopholes. But we were still paying part of Prince Fielder's contract in 2020, two years ago. People don't realize that. And then even through this year, we're paying Elvis's contract this year right now. So before these really three signings with Simeon Seeger and Gray, after this year, we had no we other than those three, we wouldn't have nobody on the books. So going into next year, that's the only three major contracts we have. But people have bitched about why can't we pay this guy? Because we have these other big contracts. Even though they're not here, we're still paying on that shit. And a lot of people would fucking just be like, no, pay them. No, we can't. Even though Prince Fielder got hurt fucking four years ago, we can't, we're still paying his contract. We can't just go give somebody else 20 million that's guaranteed to Prince. But they did build a new stadium during that time. They did. So that's a hard sell for me. Like, the money the wasn't that tied up. That's what I don't fucking get. But at the, I don't know. That's where it gets fucking fishy for me. Because just as myself, growing up, fucking baseball's my number one. The Rangers have my fucking heart and soul. I love the old ballpark. I love fucking the ballpark in Arlington. Yep. Greatest ballpark in the world to me. Um, and I never, I never really even bitched about the heat. Even fucking three years ago. I, I really didn't. I mean, it was hot, but I, I grew up accustomed to it, going to Ranger games, sweating my ass off. But now, walking into that stadium, it's and nice. it's 105 outside, you're like, yeah. you know what? Forgive me for all my fucking complaining about building the stadium because I love the old... Like, I, I, still, I still don't think there's nothing special about it other than it's AC. Like, it looks like a fucking shithole. To, to me, it looks it looks too modernized, nothing special. Yeah. But when I walk in that motherfucker, when it's 100 degrees outside, it's 75 or 72, whatever. They got a 75 right now. It's pretty nice, which in turn has it, – it made me take a step back. And I love the business part of baseball. I love the business part of sports, but especially baseball. But it made me take a step back. And I'm like, damn, why hasn't in the past uh, a Verland, a fucking – Whoever else, why why in the past have they not been the guy to want to come to Texas? Like, and you hear people say, "Well, it's so hot." Growing up in it, I didn't I didn't realize, it. but now with that AC, I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. They don't want to sit in that shit every day. Yeah. So now it, it makes a whole lot more sense that it might be a business aspect to build that stadium. 
where, hey, you don't got to be in 100-degree heat half the season. It's 75. You're sitting in the dugout and you're throwing once every five days. Why not? Now it makes sense to me. So who says that doesn't encourage more pitchers to come here? Because we haven't had a good track record of bringing pitchers to Texas. But Interesting it's, take. I like it. That's, it's wild. It's a hell of a chess move. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's a new fucking era. That's true, yeah. Everything is new. It's all new. Just hopefully this era can get us to the promised land. That's all I want. I don't give a shit who, how, when, where. I just want to fucking get there. Yep. Speaking of getting there, when is Josh Jung wearing a Ranger uniform? Like Arlington. Did we know? Where are we? I mean, we're out. Aren't are we out of the service time manipulation window? Like, yeah. We're, so we're we're into August. Like, yeah. He, he if he played today, every day for the rest of the year, he yeah. is considered a rookie next year. Yeah. So why know. the fuck not? That's yeah. what I don't get. No clue. No idea. I don't need But we got, I mean, we just lost 4-2 to the fucking Astros. Five and a half weeks left. Um, it's a grind. It was a grind all season. We knew it was going to be um, actually probably more of a grind than what we expected. But yeah. That's baseball anyways, but rough fucking year. Um, we got to be moving in the right direction. It looks like we are. Our farm system – our farm system's better than I've ever remember seeing it. Yeah, so, we I jumped mean, up to, to what, number – the number six? six. Yeah. yeah. And two years ago, we were like fucking 26. Yeah. Like, that's a big jump. So, I mean, we're, we're headed in the right direction. We got good big leaguers, good young big leaguers. Yeah. We got veterans on long contracts that are still good age. And then our farm system's fucking deep. And with money still in the bank. So, I mean, we still got moves to make. We, we're headed in the right direction. Just hopefully next year we can start reaping these benefits. Um, anything left on the fucking Rangers? I mean, Josh Jung, when are we going to see it? At this point, I mean, that's that's all we're waiting on as a fan base. Yeah. And they talked about – so when so they said the reason they let go of Woody – because I thought Woody was going to ride out the season. I thought that's what we were going to do. But they said that the reason they went ahead and let Woody go was because the last two and a half months or whatever, they wanted to – build momentum. Okay, if that's what we're trying to do, our number one prospect is hot as fuck, just killing it. Right now, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they call him up for a uh, uh, first weekend that uh, football season, try to get people to the stadium. Ooh, there I we mean, go. I mean, hopefully it's Saturday. There we go. So we can see hey, hey, We'll hey, be hey. down there. 
There we but, go. But I mean, if, if they call him up that weekend, that Sunday, kind of, you know, hey, come on to the Rangers game before you head over to the Cowboys game. We got got the number one prospect in baseball about to get called up for a couple weeks. Hottest so, take. Of might be what they're waiting on. <laughs> Damn. That makes a lot of sense. Them fuckers. <laughs> uh, I feel like if they don't do it by then, then we're just not going to see them this year. Yeah. Why pull them up for 10 games? Like, to me, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, right. Get, get, give them a month. You know, cool. You know, what we said five and a half weeks left. That puts it four weeks left in the, in the year. You know, pull, call them up. You know, it's just. Even, even if he doesn't play well, you give him, you give him September, you give him a full month. Of being a big league, even if he if he somehow it's a slump, gets a fucking drought, just doesn't play well. We know he's going to be our third baseman. We know it's coming. We know he's going to be good. He's going to be there. Why not for a month? Let him get used to big league travel, big league everyday life. I mean, reporting to the ballpark as a big leaguer, like the the big league media. Why not give him a month? at the end of a bullshit fucking year and let him get used to all those things where next year he can come in and be like, all right, I got a taste of this. Let me go play ball. Why not? Especially the last month of season two, like you're, yeah. you're not going up against aces all the time. If you start playing teams that aren't playoff bound, you're getting all their prospects. I mean, it's just like playing another triple A game. Right. right. I mean, like you're getting these guys that they don't even know if they want to keep on their roster next year. So get some confidence, get some big league at bats. You know, like I'm with you. Yeah, I, I think they're just gonna wait until uh wait, wait until the uh, Cowboys start playing when they're gonna lose all their fan base <laughs> across the street and pull them up that weekend. That's what I do. It's only like I think the game is like one thirty. Is that the ninth? It's like a, it's a it's like a one thirty game, I think, right? It should be. It's a Sunday, so it should be a day. Yeah, yeah one thirty-five, uh, and then the Cowboys play Sunday night. Because the twelfth, we're playing a doubleheader in Miami. So Sunday the eleventh, yeah. we're definitely playing a day game. So why? Which means yeah. if he if he started that series, I mean, I say pull him like I want to see him the ninth, right? September ninth, Friday, start that series against the Blue Jays. Three home games. He'll play doubleheader in Miami. Hey, if that's his debut, we got to get. Right? Oh, when we get there, yeah. If that's his debut. If that's his debut, we may have to just look for some tickets. Because we'll be there. Yeah, we got We'll be down there. Let's keep keep an eye out on that. That's some pending. Lars' fucking hot take for the episode trumps everything. I'm telling you, that's what they're waiting (laughs) on. The butts in the seats before they leave everything to football. Oh, fuck. All right. We'll move on since we're getting a little long. My Texas Heat. I'm going Jerry Jones because what the fuck? Fucking Steven, your ass is in there too because what the fuck are we doing? We don't know. We already hit on it, but that's that's my fucking hot take. Goddamn Jones. Do we even have a team? No. Fuck, we don't. Scary to think about, man. Scary Jerry. Scary Jerry, dude. <laughs> Um, I'll stick with the owners, man. Um, little foresight, nothing we're worried about right now, but Ray Davis, what's the plan? I mean, you hit on it pretty well. 
what's what's Chris Young going to do? Like, uh, I think we're going to see an entire new coaching staff. Um, everybody's going to have to go. Doug Mathis, like, obviously he's the pitching coach. See ya. You're out. We've had one of the worst bullpens in the history of forever. Um, so I, uh, I'm anxious to see what, what Ray Davis has in mind. He's, he's going to keep Chris doing what he's doing. If, like you said, if Chris has the balls to stand up to, to Davis, um, does Ray have anything on his mind? I don't know. I, I don't wonder if we're not heading in the same direction as the Jerry Jones Dallas Cowboys. They got a lot of the same charismas. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what's scary. <laughs> Lars, what you got? Molly Sports Plus. That's my <laughs> Get them! Those bastards. <laughs> They want they want nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents a month, a month for their streaming. Watch your local, only local. Like you're getting the only getting the Bali sports of the region that you're designated. I don't get all the Bali sports. I get the one that I live in. So yes, it's all the teams I want to watch. But twenty dollars a month, that is criminal, criminal. That is wild. It's is absolutely absurd. I pay six dollars a month for ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports. You want me to pay twenty just so I can watch every Stars game? Come on, guys! Like, yeah, it's it just it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. So you have to pay one hundred and fifty a month for Directv, and then add on the Bali Sports package, or I got to pay Bali Sports twenty dollars. Like, it's just absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. And but they can, they got the stranglehold because they have the rights, the regional rights, and all these sports that emphasize these regional broadcasters, which is everything but football. Everything but football, yeah. College football does it right, just pick a channel, there's a game on it. Doesn't matter where you live, doesn't matter what, where, where you're at, just pick a channel, there's a college football game, and they're on all day on every channel. Everyone's got a piece of that pie, and they're all national. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Who's your lone star? My lone star, it's got to be, I'm not going to take one of you guys, but it's got to be Kevante Turpin. I mean, I like he, he's, he's had, I mean, he's a kind of a, a, a bright light in a receiving core that we're scared of. He played a lot, you know, with the, he did the, uh, not the XFL, the other one. Yeah, but he was playing, you know, he, he was playing recently. He's kept that momentum. Um, he's showing out. He had the two kick returns. It was great. I'd love to see him back there returning kicks to CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is a wide receiver one now. We Way too valuable to get fucking smoked. We, I'm sorry. We, he just is. Like, there are wide receiver one, and then we have wide receiver fours and fives after that. You cannot have him returning kicks. So. Man, I have never been a fan of, of star players. I don't give a shit what position. Of star players returning kicks, what the fuck ever. But punts, I have never been a fan of star players, whether it's the Cowboys with CD, the Cowboys with Dez. Uh, I mean, if you got somebody like like people talk about, like Devin Hester, of course, everybody even started throwing that out with, with Kevontae. Hester wasn't a dominant cornerback that he came into the league for. They ended up moving him to receiver. He wasn't a dominant receiver. But the dude was a fucking superstar as a returner. If mm -hmm. that works out, 
hell yes. But your wide receiver one, your wide receiver two, your cornerback one, fuck no. I'm out on that shit. I didn't like CD doing it last year. Right. That shit terrifies me. Because one fucking hit, it's done. It's done. Yeah, and some teams can just take the penalty. Uh, 15 yards. Okay, he's not playing again today. That's fine. Let alone he's not like, playing. That motherfucker's got PTSD of getting his absolute <laughs> shit wrong. Yeah. yeah, I fucking hate that. So I, I love having Turpin. I love that pick. Um, the dude, hey, the dude looks fucking good. He does? I know, I know, I know everybody starts on the Hester shit out, but it's just like when – I mean, I guess you could say Deshaun Jackson. When's the last time you've seen a guy that can just return the ball like that? Yeah. It's not often. The dude looks special. Yep. He's and, he may, and he may fucking catch five balls a year. And he he's a superstar. That's fine. 100% fine. I fucking I don't know love thought. Give goddamn jersey watch. If that motherfucker becomes a pro bowler on return of kicks, I'm wearing it next year. Yep. <laughs> Get him out in out, out open field. I'm telling you, run out of the slot. Have him be the fourth wide receiver option. I don't care. Get him the ball. Yeah. Wide receiver. Like, I throw a wide receiver screen at him. A little bubble screen. Yeah. yeah. He does. I mean. Fuck it. Take. Hey, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch Tyreek Hill film. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. You follow Tim. Do, do what he does. And who, who says he can't be that guy? I think he could. Just if he gets that freedom. You know, yeah, you're exactly. not getting the you're not getting the wide receiver one or two tag. Great, I can move you anywhere and everywhere. And then I get the ball in your hands within ten yards. Yeah, give give you a little make, bit of space. Magic mm-hmm. ball, take off, brother. Yeah, Connor, who you got? I'm going to Stadio Low, man. I like it. AL Player of the Week. AL Player of the Week. Big player week. of the Month, man. It's been great. Big no shit. Uh, Big week for him. Like you said, Lars, big, big month. Uh, man, he's, he's sitting in the heart of the lineup for us right now. Uh, kind of like a, I mean, a season we've kind of signed off of already. But, I mean, it's great, especially with the first base troubles that we've had. Um, you know, Ronald Guzman didn't work out. We don't really know what we're doing in the future with – the Jonah, the Sam Huff, the Mitch Garver type DH catcher. Can anyone play first? Blah blah blah. Uh, I mean, we got we got Nathaniel Lowe out here banging, you know, twenty two home runs so far. Uh, you know, his slugging percentage up above a thousand. His OPS is up there too. Like, uh, dude's dude's doing way more than was ever expected. So that's who I got this week. He's, he's probably going to end up, I mean, aside from the, the Corey Seager having the most home runs in his career, I think Nathaniel Lowe is probably going to end up probably being the best, having the best Ranger season. Oh, yeah. All right, so so here's here's my take on that is, and I might eat crow, but for me, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Who did we trade to get Nathaniel Lowe? We don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't either. That's a win right there. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know who we gave up for. Because 
if if somebody you traded becomes a superstar, you end up remembering back because it'll get brought up at some point. You're back. Like, Damn, we traded that guy for Nathaniel for so and so. We traded him. We traded Emmanuel Kloss for fucking one inning at Corey Kluber. Remember that shit every fucking day. They say it every fucking time he comes in. I couldn't tell you who the hell we traded for Nathaniel Lowe when we got him from Tampa. I still don't know who these people are. Um, I feel like oh. I know our system pretty well. <laughs> read I'm, re- I'm reading their names. I don't know who they are. Um, so December 10th, the Rays traded Lowe to the Rangers along with Jake Gunther and Carl Chester. The Rangers gave up Heriberto Hernandez, Oslavis Basabe, and Alexander Ovales. That's the only one I kind of recognize because I've heard before is Alexander Ovales. That right there is a fucking win. So, absolutely. Love that. That's why he's your fucking everyday first baseman. I fucking love that pick. That's when you know they made the right fucking choice is what this is. Is this year three? I think 2020 was his first year, the bullshit fucking COVID year. So, yeah. Year three, and you still haven't heard of the guys you got rid of for him, that's a fucking win. That's a win. Yeah, for sure. I like that pick. Uh, I'm going Josh Jung just because he's kicking ass and taking names. Uh, And we're all waiting on it. But as Lars said, we'll see you fucking week one NFL. (laughs) I mean, I hope it comes true because we'll be in Dallas. I hope it comes true, too. Yeah, we'll have to adjust our poker night, but it'll be all right. I would love it. It'll be, it'll be worth it. Yeah. We can always have another poker night. We can't have Josh Jones' major league debut. It's true. <laughs> Man. Anything left for the night, boys? See, I mean, we got some, we got some shit to watch in the coming weeks. I mean, see what the Cowboys do. See what the stars do. We got some things that's, to sweat. The, that's the main two. Yeah, we got some things to sweat. Yeah. That's the main two right there. See what the Cowboys do, see what the stars do, and uh we'll see if our boy Jung gets called up. But till next time, we'll see y'all. Peace. Peace.